The LAPD gets a warrant for the Ann Hetche's blood after the nearly deadly crash, right? And we talked about this the other day, but basically, it's extremely likely that she was heavily under the influence of alcohol. So California cops took samples of Anne Heche's blood because they immediately suspected she may have been driving under the influence during her near-deadly high-speed car crash, the Post confirmed Monday. Now, officers obtained a warrant to draw blood from the long-troubled actress Friday soon after she was pulled from the wreckage of the crash that destroyed a house in Los Angeles. An LAPD spokesperson said, That allows them to check her blood alcohol level to see if she had been drinking before the smash-up that insiders told CNN left her lucky to be alive with severe burns. Heche, 53, remained hospitalized Monday and under investigation for a possible DUI, the police spokesperson confirmed. She was also being investigated for a possible hit-and-run for allegedly crashing into another car before coming to a fiery stop, officials with the LAPD West Traffic Division confirmed. Now, here's the thing. If she is uh, guilty of the hit-and-run, and obviously everything else, it's going to get really bad for her. Now, if she's only guilty for the DUI plus, you know, the property damage, right? Then, most likely, in my opinion, she probably won't serve jail time or prison time, but probably just probation, because also she needs to basically be working when she's able to, because she might be in a coma, so that she could actually pay uh, this extremely expensive uh, car accident. Because insurance, unless she has like some sort of massive policy, will not cover everything. Because it sounds like it's going to be a pretty, pretty extensive uh, outcome in terms of, like, expenses, like, financial expenses. Because we're not even talking about her own medical bills or her own property damage, like her car. Like, we're not even talking about her. We're just talking about the possible hit and run and the property damage that she did to the house. Let's see. However, despite the severity of the damage, completely destroying a house in Mar Vista, the charges would only be misdemeanors because she did not hurt anyone else, police said. That being said, it all really, I think, depends on whether or not she's actually guilty of the hit and run. Right? Because I think that is probably going to be a bigger factor. Because if you hit someone and ran, that's going to make the charges a little bit worse. That being said, again, I don't think she's going to go to prison or jail. I think she's probably going to get probation and 
basically be forced to pay a very extensive amount of money. So an investigation is ongoing pending the blood test results, the LAPD spokesperson said, stressing that no arrests have been made so far. And TMZ, which first revealed the blood test warrant, suggested that the results could take several weeks. LAPD sources also told the outlet that cops believe she was intoxicated. So TMZ had previously shared video of Heche seemingly crashing her mini into a garage door, screeching the car tires as she sped away, despite an onlooker telling her to get out of the car. Images also appeared to show the red cap of a bottle of booze in the car at the time, TMZ said. On Monday, Valia shared new video of her seemingly almost hitting a pedestrian, which is really scary, while reporting that the car she hit earlier was a Jaguar. Hours before the crash, the actress had posted an alarming podcast in which she said she'd been downing vodka and wine after being rocked by a very bad day. A rep later insisted to TMZ, however, that the since-deleted episode was recorded four days earlier on Monday, but honestly, I doubt that. After driving away from the garage crash, Heche was seemingly caught in several videos, raising her blue mini clubman at terrifying high speeds before crashing into a house. Sparking a huge blaze that took nearly 60 firefighters more than an hour to tackle. Okay. Wow. So she crashed into a garage. Then she crashed and ran away from a jag. Then she raced her little mini club men mini cooper into a house where it goes boom. Right? Like, one, either you're stupid or you are extremely intoxicated. And this is the thing. Like, I thought it was going to be bad in terms of, like, like the cost. It's going to be so much worse than what I was thinking. Like, even before, like, reading this article piece, I'm reading it right now. It's like, this is going to be probably a multi-seven-figure lawsuit, right? <laughs> I, it's going to be so bad. And, oh, Lord, her medical bills are going to be insane, too. It's going to be nuts. And, honestly, she should probably thank God like when she's able to get out of the coma, I literally get on her knees and thank God that she didn't hit that pedestrian. Because if she also hit that pedestrian and hit that pedestrian and fled, oh my God, it would be so much worse. So the woman living in the house, Lynn Michelle, was extremely fortunate to survive, a neighbor said. While Heche herself is also lucky to be alive, a source close to her told CNN. She has severe burns and has a long recovery ahead, the source said. Her team and her family are still trying to process what led up to the crash. Retired NYPD Sergeant Joseph Diacalone 
an adjunct professor at John Jay College of Criminal Justice in Manhattan, told the Post Monday that all of the troubling details would be eyed by investigators. You get a blood alcohol test to find out if she had alcohol in her system, he said. But equally, things like bottles in the car and the smell of alcohol would also play a part, he said. Plus, they have video of her traveling at a high rate of speed on a side street. Between the high rate of speed plus where she'd come from, was she drinking before, he said. And the podcast will become part of the investigation along with video surveillance, cell phone records, and internet records, he stressed. Now, I don't really know why internet records would be coming into the play, but oh well. It's not the first time we've seen a podcast play a role, he said. We saw the young girl in Queens who killed the cop drinking on a podcast before the crash. Oh, wow. And that's interesting. So, comments. For some context, a friend of mine who should not have been, drink, uh, have been driving crashed his vehicle. He refused a breathalyzer at the scene. The police secured a warrant the same day while he was in the hospital. The next day, he was charged with a DUI as his blood test returned was a .12 above legal. Amazingly, the more famous or wealthy you are, the more convoluted things get as tests disappear or take extraordinarily long periods of time to produce results. I agree. I fail to see what difference it makes that she was burned or that we don't know the day the warrant was issued to the people making excuses for this. Why should it take weeks to get results of some blood tests for alcohol and drugs? They are going to get the results in a day. What is going to take weeks is the haggling with her lawyers over releasing the evidence. Folks, warrants for blood draws aren't done for misdemeanors. This is a subpoena, and if the Post got their info from Harvey Levin in TMZ, you know the information is wrong. The hospital needs the BAC blood test right away to evaluate treatment. A person's BAC is determined right then and there is a hospital record documenting that which is subject of subpoena, which will show her BAC shortly after arriving. Even if it goes down, they can determine her BAC at the time of the crash by mathematical formulas tracking backwards. They are not obtaining a warrant to do a forcible blood draws later. They are subpoenaing the hospital records to see what her BAC was at the hospital, then will present to the DA or CA in this matter depending on her driving record, which may include a prior DUI. Interesting. 
and here's the thing, right? I think they're going to find out that, sh- like, the way that I view it, I view it as if, one, they're automatically going to take your blood anyways, and they could always run tests on it, no matter what, on the sample that they take. Because, like, they got to take your blood, right? Especially in a situation in terms of, like, a car accident. Like, you just have to. That being said, it's going to be interesting as to whether or not how long the information is going to take for it to be released simply due because she probably has really good, really expensive lawyers that probably will defend her and her privacy as much as possible. Like, I think probably the biggest thing when it comes to the difference between someone who has money or doesn't have money is that the more money you have, the more options there are to assist you in every facet of life compared to someone who doesn't really have the money, right? Like, for example, if you have someone whose net worth is like a million dollars versus a person whose net worth is actually negative because of you know, student loans, credit cards, that kind of stuff, and they're basically living paycheck to paycheck, the options available to them to defend their privacy, to defend their history, to defend themselves, is going to be far different than the person with like a million dollars net worth because they could hire a really good lawyer. They could create multiple trusts to protect themselves, to protect their assets, right? Like, they could do a lot of different things. They could probably even pressure someone into, well, basically just paying people off in general for random things, right? So, either way, it's going to be pretty interesting. I think she's just going to have to pay a buttload of money, regardless of how good her lawyers are, simply because there's the video evidence of her doing really dangerously stupid driving. 